What is going on, Hawks Nation? We are back with another episode of the HFTV podcast brought to you by Alex and Mac. And man, it was a fantastic, fantastic, uh, it's been a great month for us, right, Mac? You know, we're undefeated in November. Uh, we're seven and three. Our team is starting to click. Nate's starting to make some adjustments. Hey, how, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling wonderful, man. I'm feeling wonderful. Hawks fans, I hope all of you guys are feeling wonderful too. Since our last episode, as Alex just mentioned, we have gone on a three-game winning streak. And, um, you know, those weren't against three Bozo teams. You know, the the Knicks oh, sir. are not a bad team whatsoever. Very respectable. Pelicans, same thing. They got three studs on that team. Um, some depth to it as well. And, shit, man, obviously the Bucks are the best team in the NBA right now. So, th- these were not three, you know, throwaway games that we won here, guys. So, I, I'm, I'm feeling great, man. I, I feel... I feel uh, this was an incredible little start to the month of November for us. And, you know, um, we'll obviously highlight this more as we, you know, recap the games. But, you know, Trey getting injured in the um, Knicks game and then, you know, kind of having that swollen eye and DeJounte having to take on a bigger role. Like, I think that was what made me the most excited about these last three games was just seeing that we are able to win meaningful basketball games when Trey Young isn't either A, on the floor, or B, playing his best. And that's just something something awesome to me. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, and I'll be honest, guys, I'm sure if you guys follow us on Twitter, at HawksFanTV, I was a little uh, pessimistic, if you want to say, uh, in that first quarter last night. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I basically was convinced we were going to lose. And, you know, when DeJounte was sitting on the bench, I thought our, our bench unit was going to get blown out because I was just wondering where are the points going to come from, right? Because all – up until this point, we had either one of Trey or DeJounte on the court at all times, which helped the offense flow. But, man, I'm, I was glad to be wrong, Mac. Um, that was a dominant, dominant performance on both ends of the court. Nate did his thing. I know we've been super critical about Nate McMillan uh, in his rotations and his timeout management, et cetera, et cetera. But he, he coached a, ma- a masterful game. So I got to give him some credit. And as you mentioned, you know, 3-0 in the month of November – the Knicks, you know, we they're they're a mediocre team. They are the definition of average, and that's no slight to them. It's just it's just a fact, right? They're five and five, zero uh, and five against teams five hundred or better, zero and five against or five and zero against uh, below five hundred teams. So they're right there in the middle of the pack, and we won in in you know double digit fashion. Pelicans, really strong team, playoff contending team in the West, got the dub there in overtime. And as you mentioned, Mac, you know the Bucks, the best team in the East and the best team in the league, in my opinion. And sure, they were missing Chris Middleton and Pat Connington, but, you know, they had their main guys intact and Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, and we were missing Trey. But, uh, man, that that last last night's game, Mac, that was, uh, you know, our obviously the best one of the season. We got some momentum now, 3-0 and in this month. We got the Jazz tomorrow night. I'm, I'm pumped, man. 7-3 and three is right around where I had this team projected. I actually said 8-2, and two, but that Hornets loss kind of screwed us. But, hey, I'll take 7-3 and three any single day. Oh yeah, man. No, I'm 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 happy with where it's at, and I'll have to look into this. Uh, I'll say this before we go into the recap of the Knicks game. But if we end up winning against the Jazz tomorrow night, so the Jazz, I don't know if you guys have seen, are actually the number one uh, seed in the West right now. So I don't know how many times in NBA history it's happened where back-to-back games a team has beaten the number one seed for both conferences in back-to-back games. So I don't I don't know how many times in NBA history that's happened. So we'll. We'll see if the Hawks can pull off a win, and I'll, I'll do some research on that one and see if I can see if I can find if that's ever happened before. So, oh, um, and spe- speaking of, before we get into that Knicks game, Mac, um, 
as we alluded to, we're seven and three in our first 10 games of the season. That is the best start since 20, the 2016-2017 season, where we actually started 10 and three, surprisingly. And you guys want to know who our starting lineup was, Mac? Our starting lineup that year in the 2016-2017 season, Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Korver was our backcourt. So Dennis and Kyle we got Kent Bazemore at the three, Paul Millsap and Dwight, Dwight Howard. Howard. Uh, and that was the seven and three start team. We made the playoffs that year, that year, lost in the first round, pretty sure. But um, yeah, I mean, this is by far the best start in the Trey Young era. And man, DeJounte was worth every single penny that we paid him for. He was the reason why we won last night, or one of the main reasons. But man, yeah, we, we can dive into the Knicks game. We'll talk about the Bucks game in a second. But go ahead. Well, man, how how do you, you feel about the Knicks? I love it though, man. You're just excited. I'm excited too, man. We're we're just pumped, man. We're just we're yes, sir. Yes, rocks, sir. Man. So I love it. Um, but yeah, man, we'll go we'll go into this little Knicks recap here. Like you said, like not a knock to the Knicks at all, but they they are you know very mediocre team at this point. Maybe by the season's end, that has changed, and you know they are a better basketball team. But right now, pretty pretty middle of the pack. So with that being said, that's just a game that you want to win and. You know, I mean, I think anybody that watched that game, we were down by 23 points with like, I think there was like six minutes left in the second quarter or something. Not looking great, man. I, I'll I'll be honest, guys. I straight up almost turned it off. Like I really did. I was <laughs> like, I don't know if I can do this, man. I was like, it's just not our night, you know. So to, to be down by 23 and obviously have a double digit win and it be not that Trey Young went off in the garden. It was actually DeJounte Murray who – um, dropped his career high 36 points uh like DeJounte like as as the uh as the youth say today he's got that dog in him man he he is he is a, a, a difference maker like I I I I truly think the Hawks are legitimate championship contenders this year and it is because of DeJounte Murray I'm telling you man that guy is he's different Ooh. man he's different I know I know that's a hot take man I know it's a hot take, but I'm telling you, man, DeJounte is different. He is different, man. And I mean, he he is different, Matt. But, you know, we, I, I got to see a little bit more of the, the losses against the Raptors and Hornets. Uh, they were a bit concerning. Those are ugly losses. So. I, I, won't, I won't deny that, man. I won't deny that. But, I've, I've you know, like one of, one of the notes I, I got right here, like DeJounte Murray is every big man's worst nightmare if they're handling the ball at the top of the paint, man. I don't know how many times I've seen him just yank that ball out of their hands this season. And each time, man, of course, he turns around that for two points. You do that in the playoffs, man, in a close game, that legitimately, legitimately, man, could be the catalyst for you winning the game. So, you know, DeJounte is is going to be different, man. And something that I noticed, too, watching that Knicks game, especially when Trey went out, like the NBA at this point is a pick-and-roll league. Like that's just how offenses are ran. Like every team does it. Obviously, some teams are much better than others, right? We've always, with Trey, been a very good pick-and-roll team, but – to watch DeJounte run the pick and roll with Trey obviously on the bench hurt and run it so successfully. And it almost feel like I'm watching Trey out there, just a, a lengthier Trey, you know what I mean? And I don't know, man, it's, it's to, to have that second guy. Like I know it feels like to opposing fan bases, we may be beating a dead horse at this point by saying like, man, we got our second guy, but guys, we got our second guy. Like DeJounte can we take over a game. He can take over a game and, Something that, you know, I don't know if this is, um, you know, because of their prior friendship or whatever it may be, but or even just the newness of it. Like maybe this could eventually wear off. But right now, man, when DeJounte is going off, whether Trey is injured or just on the bench, Trey is just grinning from ear to ear, man. Like he so happy for his guy out there. And like, I'm sure you saw DeJounte's tweet. Shit, after I would be, too. 
That's what I'm saying. Right. Trey's had, had some of the worst roster personnel since he's been drafted. I mean, obviously, Travis Schlenk and the front office have done a great job uh, surrounding him with better and better talent. But, you know, this is our first legitimate second all-star, right? Like, right. I mean, uh, no one is happier to have DeJounte Murray on this team than Trey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. So, I mean, like, it just, you know, to to have that second guy, man, it's it's some, something huge, man. Because, like, um, you know – like DeJounte on against the Knicks, it was one of those performances where basketball is a little bit of a unique sport in that, you know, I'm not saying that this can't happen in other sports, but one person truly can take over the game and truly can win you one given game. I mean, you know, with our generation, we've seen LeBron James do that time and time again, right? I'm not comparing DeJounte and LeBron on the skill set level, just saying that DeJounte took over that game made big plays. He had five steals. I mean, not five. I think it was six steals. Yeah, five steals. Five, five, five steals. steals. Yeah, five steals. Hit five threes. Like, I mean, the dude was just filling up the stat sheet everywhere. Um, like, uh, my girlfriend actually has him in fantasy. He had, like, 70 fantasy points at night or something. Like, so, DeJounte is just on a different level, man. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm incredibly excited about this guy. Hey, you, you hit the nail on the head, Mac. Like, you know, basketball is the one sport. I mean, I guess you could throw, you know, hockey in there too. But, you know, it's not like the NFL. It's not like the MLB. You only have five players on the court at, at a given time, right? So that one player can absolutely make differences. And and that night against the Knicks, DeJounte Murray was definitely uh, the hot hand. And both offensively, defensively, Trey only had 17 points that game. Uh, and, and in a game where Trey only scored 17, historically speaking, we're like, you know, you know, we typically lose those types of games, but you know, Dejounte Murray, season high, career high, thirty six points. Like you said, fill the stat sheet, but on elite efficiency, shot damn near sixty percent from the field, forty percent plus from three, and was just a menace all over the court on the defensive end. So great win. I think that loss against the Raptors two nights before that um, uh, was definitely uh, you know put put a bad taste in, in the team's mouths, and you saw oh, yeah. the team did a complete one eighty defensively too. Uh, since that Raptors loss, and we've just looked so much better. But yeah, man, you know, that next game, great second villain in MSG. And then uh, right after that game, we took on a very formidable opponent in the Pelicans back at home. How did that game go back? Yeah, that, that game was great. And I just want to add one one last note about DeJounte's performance. So he's plus 26 on the night with 38 minutes. Plus 26 playing 38 minutes. That's That means that you were very efficient on the night, man. And I just... I can't can't give that guy enough flowers right now. So, um, but yeah, we'll move on to the Pelican game, Pelicans game, and you know this one. I'll be honest, it was uh, admittedly a little frustrating just because I'm sitting there watching the game Saturday night. I had three TVs set up in my living room, two on college football, one on the Hawks game, uh, and you know we we were up. I want to say by double digits in the fourth quarter. You know we we were up decently big, and of course Pelicans make that comeback towards the end of the game. Um, obviously though, we end up winning in overtime. I, I think we honestly only three point win, but I think we dominated overtime. Uh, I really am kind of making that point though, because, you know, great teams, uh, basketball is a game of runs. All right. So it don't matter how great you are. You can, you can go on a 12 0 run in the favor of the other team, right? Like that can happen to anybody. So the fact that, that happened to the Hawks at the end of the game, isn't, you know, too alarming to me. What would have been alarming to me is if in overtime it would have spilled over the momentum kept for the Pelicans and the Pelicans pull off the win, right? But what I saw were the Hawks say, uh, even at the end of regulation, like DeJounte hit two huge shots to tie the game. 
Um, oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, so so to, to go into overtime and have that composure and know, like, guys, we've been playing better basketball than them all night. Let's just keep it up for five more minutes, and we'll come out of here with a win. I think that shows a lot of growth out of this team, and I – I, you know, I, I think that that, that should be the main takeaway from the game. And the second main takeaway is Clint Capella is legit guys. I, I mean, I'm not really saying that anybody's arguing that he's not legit, but anybody who thinks Clint's washed or doesn't have a place on this team, go back and go back and watch that Pelicans game. I know it's one game out of 82 games, but guys, it, the man almost put up 20 and 20. Like, come on. It was man. Textbook, that is, that textbook Clint Capella. Clint Capella performance also oh, yeah. chipped in four blocks that game. So it was um it was a great game. And, and like like you said, I think the biggest takeaway for that was um defensively too. I, you know, I don't want to overlook the defense because this is when we first, you know, this is when we really started to see a shift in the defense. Uh Trey was getting scrappy. He had two steals, a block that game in, in that Pelicans game. Um and we we held the Pelicans to, you know, five points throughout the entire fourth quarter, basically until like the four minute mark. So right. they got on that little quick 11-0 run, which kind of screwed things up. But the defense in that Pelicans game was fantastic. Uh, JC, Jalen Johnson, Onyeka, Clint. Uh, Zion had seven turnovers that game, guys. Like you don't typically see that from Zion. He's very good with the ball, powerful, strong, a mini Giannis in, in, in a sense. And, and we were giving him fits. Like, sure, he still dropped 29 points, but was he that efficient? Um Actually, he was. He, he was fairly efficient, but it's the, <laughs> the, 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 the peskiness and the turnovers that were really the difference. Like, he had by himself almost as many turnovers as the entire Pelicans team combined. So, uh, great performance. Another big takeaway was Trey Young. Like, yeah, he had 34 points, dropped 11 assists. Great. Um, but his shot wasn't really falling in the fourth quarter, especially. But what, what did he do, Mac? He, he deferred to DeJounte. DeJounte kind of uh, took the team over. And in, in crunch time, and Trey wasn't, you know, playing hero ball. He wasn't having a big ego or pouting. He just let DeJounte cook. And that's exactly why we got DeJounte, man. And, um, you know, all offseason, you, me, and all Hawks fans, we've been talking about, um, you know, a bunch of stuff, like, in terms of, oh, it's so great to finally have that second star. It's finally great to have another ball handler that, that can take the pressure off Trey in these types of situations. And it's just a beautiful sight to see to actually see that come to fruition and see it in real life. Like we were hoping that was going to be the case, but man, like DeJounte, like I can't sing his praises enough. Like it, it, it's, it's awesome. Oh yeah. No, th these were, these were a masterclass. These last three games by DeJounte for sure. And, you know, I'll bring up Zion. Zion did have a great game and, you know, this isn't necessarily his fault, but in the overtime, um, I think it happened twice even, but I, there's one play that's definitely coming to mind. Defensive switch, he's on Trey, and Trey just cooks him. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those where, like I said, that's not his fault. Big men are going to get cooked by Trey. It doesn't really matter how great defensively you are, but just just great to see that Zion had as good of a night as he did, but yet, you know, came, came down to little Trey versus Zion, and he he just scooted on past him. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, like I said, you don't want to ever give up a lead like that late in the game, but the fact that we were able to hold on, and win that game, I, I do think, you know, it speaks volumes. I, I, I truly do. Again, I know this is something that if uh, our listeners who have listened to our podcast so far since we've created it, we've said this a few times, but I do think this is a game that last year we end up losing. I, I do think that's the difference of this year. And quite literally, it's not even just a culture change or a schematic change or anything like that. 
it's a player, it's a it's a personnel change. Literally, the two the the last two shots the Hawks made in in regulation were both made by Dejounte Murray, and both of them were to tie the game. Meaning, obviously, we were down by one possession. So I'm just I'm just saying, man, it's it's you know, like like you just said, can't can't sing his praises enough right now. And um, you know, Trey, 34 points on nine of 26 shooting, though. So you obviously want to see a little bit more efficiency out of him, but um. I think right now, uh, when he shot nine of twenty six, when I saw that at the end of the game, I go, "Well, he, yeah, his eye was swollen, yeah, half shut." You know what I mean? So, um, I didn't, I didn't put, I didn't invest too much into to Trey having a little, a little off night of, of efficiency wise, but we got the dub yeah, no matter exactly. what, and that's that's all that really matters, man. So you know, no so. doubt, no doubt, and we carried that dub last night against the Bucks, the you know league's best team undefeated coming into last night's matchup and they should they should have honestly been eight and one uh or seven and one i forget what their record was but you know we should have won on the road in milwaukee if the refs didn't bail them out but hey that's that's a topic for another day uh i'm glad we got the revenge game uh last night and we actually play the bucks pr- pretty soon again in, in like next another monday. week and a half yeah, yeah next monday so um definitely going to be a strong test and i'm sure the bucks are going to be coming out swinging just like us after uh, they just took an l in our home court uh, is that a home game or an away game? Do you know? I, bl- I believe it's an away game. An away game. Okay, but yeah, last night no Trey Young. You know, he was a he was listed as questionable. His right shin soreness was kind of news to all of us. I think we just found out about it like yesterday or the day before, and then he got downgraded to doubtful like thirty minutes before tip off, and then eventually was out. Uh, and I'll be honest, I had little to no faith. It's because <laughs> of our performances against the Raptors and the Hornets. And the Bucks prior, but um, hey, I'm I'm glad to eat crow. I'm, I was glad to be wrong, and you know I think if anything, this game tells me and and rest of the Hawks fans like this team is is a lot different than last year. And I obviously you can attribute a lot of that to Dejounte Murray and and the swagger and that dog and the defense that he brings. But just collectively as a unit, I think it's contagious. Everyone was playing defense last night. Like that was by far. Um, you know, that and the Pelicans game were the two best defensive performances we've seen all season. Um, and I'm just I'm very happy and pleased with Nate's rotations that game. Like he he fed the hot hands, he rode the bench mob when we needed to. And that lineup of AJ Griffin, Jalen, and Okongu and DeJounte Murray, woo! We need to see more of that. We need to see more of that. Baby Hawks, baby. The baby hawks. Uh I hope this was, you know, AJ Griffin's coming out party, right? Uh, and I think that game instilled some confidence in Nate because that was – it wasn't against the Magic. It wasn't against the Rockets. It was against, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks championship contending team, best team in the league, the number one defense in the league. AJ Griffin, what's he do? Give us 10 to 15 shooting, drops 24 points, three steals. The first rookie, by the way, to record 20-plus points and three or more steals this season – um, so big shout out to AJ Onyeka Kongu Mac. Are you kidding me? Like put Giannis in a straight jacket. And um, I, I said this in uh, in a show last night, but Giannis Antetokounmpo for this entire season in their first, you know, 10, 11 games or so has a positive plus minus in the BPM category. Uh, he's like plus 100 throughout the season against us. His only two negative plus minus games were against us. He was negative 22 last night, which was the second worst on the Bucks, and negative 10 uh, that first matchup. And you don't want to know why? It's 
because of Clint uh, Capella and Onyeka Kongwa. And then you could even throw Jalen Johnson in that category too now. He was putting Giannis in clamps in, in Rikers Island. One-on-one got that nasty block on him. That should have been an offensive foul because he pushed off his shoulder. But, man, our our, our – uh, our man, I, I can't I can't speak enough about some of these young guys, AJ Onyeka, Jalen. Woo! I'll I'll take a I'll take a breather there. What, what were your thoughts about last night's game? No, man, I'm I'm right there with you, man, baby Hawks. But uh, but before I go into my analysis, why don't why don't you uh pay some bills around around this place for us, Alex? And, oh uh, yes, shout, of course. Shout, shout of course. out our 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 buddies over at Firmament Solutions. Yes, yes. Firmament Solutions are good guys. Local company based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Guys, if you are you know, reaching to build a physical network for the future. Only networks that can scale with technology will do. So call your guys at Firmament Solutions, the industry leader in information highway construction building. These guys are backed by leading manufacturers. Their services are white label as well. So you can actually present them as a, as your own if you're a business. Uh, their clients get the contracts. Firmament provides the services. And you can learn all about what they do at FirmamentSolutions.com. Again, that's www.FirmamentSolutions.com. Go check them out. Uh, they're, they're good people and they do really good work. So uh, shout out to those guys. Oh, yeah. Shout out Firmament, guys. Um, appreciate the partnership. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll go into uh, my, my recap of it. You know, obviously, it, just as excited as, as you are. Um, as everyone else is, uh, AJ Griffin's coming out party. I'm start. I started on Twitter last night. I'm I'm officially starting here. AJ Griffin rookie of the year campaign starting now. So so you know that 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 could that could very well happen. Um, Absolutely. Not not to, not to bring up Twitter too much either. But I, I tweeted last night something that that I kind of want to comment on uh, on the episode here is that if we end up winning this game without Trey, we are a top four seed, no doubt. Right. And really, my my thinking behind that was, uh, I think of Memphis last year. I know Jaw missed. I don't remember how many games, but it was a significant amount. And ev- the let's just say it was fifteen games. I can't remember the exact amount. They went like 13. it was like I think it was like twenty three games. Or yeah, it, it was, was like over twenty. Plus. I was about to say I don't I don't want to sound crazy, but I was like I feel like I remember it being over twenty. The record was like twenty and one or twenty and two with him being out. Like they. Point being is that Jaw is clearly the best player on on the Grizzlies. Like it's it's no no contest. Just like Trey, sure Dejounte is a close second, but Trey is clearly the best player on our team, right? So if Trey's not playing and we're playing one of the best teams in the league, like you know, are are we going to be able to win that game? Is that something that we can do without him? And I I know Memphis didn't win a championship last year, but Memphis was, if I'm remembering correctly, the second seed in the West. So point yeah, being, I think they, they made. Did, I think they made the West Conference Finals. I they think. did. Yeah, and they so, did. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty pretty sure they did. And and really, point I'm making is that if your star player, your clear cut star player, is out, and you are able to have that complete of a game, I I just think, man, you 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 got to understand that that is depth, and that um you know it's something that bodes bodes well for the team. And I just just. Thought about that after the after last night's win. I was like, man, Trey didn't even play, and we and we waxed these boys. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, you know, so, some of my notes. I like I said, baby Hawks shining in the wind. AJ Griffin, Jalen Johnson, Onyeke, um, Giannis is officially in my mind Onyeke's. I I can't say it, but uh, it rhymes with itch. Um, he he's he's officially. You know, got got that dude in a cellar. I'm I'm serious, man. Like I'm not kidding. Like 
Giannis's body language and facial expression legitimately looks like he is scared of Onyeke. Like, like d- does not want to contest against him. Just, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I could be wrong on that one. But it feels like Onyeke is legitimately in Giannis's head at this point. So, um, speaking, speaking of Onyeke, too, those of who are watching the game on the local broadcast, Bob Rathbun is just an absolute gem. Onyeke from the rafters, what what a what an amazing call! So anybody who anybody who knows um, Bob Rathbun is 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 the man. But uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's last night's game. I think it you it's hard to talk about anything other than AJ. A- AJ was was had such a coming out party. Um, he commented to the media after the game. He he said his teammates feel like family, and for a young guy in the league and. You know, I'm not saying that uh, Jalen wasn't well received by his teammates, but I don't know if you asked Jalen Johnson in November of 2021 how he feels about his teammates, if he's going to say that it feels like family. You know what I mean? So AJ has clearly come in here and just meshed with the team. You know, it's been a very, very um, easy transition, and I, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm <laughs> I, I'm laughing, man, because I feel like I'm just repeating myself over here. But I'm I'm pumped, dude. I'm excited. This is a, a good time to be a Hawks fan. Yeah, man. It's uh that game last night was awesome. Um, I mean, Giannis is still Giannis. Uh, don't get me wrong; he's the most dominant player in the league, probably current day. But I, I will say, you know, Onyeka definitely um, has his number. I, I'm just hoping and praying that Giannis doesn't, you know, go berserk on us. Uh, next time we play them next week. But, yeah, I mean, Onyeka, this started back in the Eastern Conference Finals of the playoffs two years ago, and he's just he, – I don't know what it is, but Onyeka definitely uh, – I mean, this is – he's proving to people why he was taken number six overall, like his defensive versatility, his rebounding, his his athleticism, his putbacks. And now, you know, we even saw a couple of nice little mid-range shots. We saw that sprinkled in the first few games of the season, but – um, you know, he, he should have hit three. The, the third one that he hit from like the free throw line was in and out, but uh, that's okay. He had two monstrous putback dunks on, of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So uh, all in all, great, great game. 3-0 for the month of November. And we still have a tough, tough stretch of games. Uh, these next like six, seven games, we're playing pretty much all playoff caliber teams. Um, we, we won't get into every single one, but we'll, we'll just quickly do a quick preview uh, on our next game that's happening tomorrow night at this time of this recording, which is against the Utah Jazz. As Mac alluded to earlier, they are the number one seed in the West as of today. Right? What, what's what's the date? November eighth. They are nine and three, which is pretty shocking, you know, to me personally because they were projected to be one of the worst teams. They're supposed to be in a complete rebuild, getting away kind of their two franchise cornerstones in Mitchell and, and Gobert. But uh, I think we're going to win this game, and we should win this game. We have more talent. But I will say they got like seven to nine very, very quality rotation players uh, in the league. Like these are legitimate NBA players. Um, they don't have a single superstar like we do in, in Trey. And I don't even think they have a player in DeJounte Murray's caliber either. But, you know, when you look at their lineup, one through eight, nine, these guys are all – they can score. They can score. And uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, Mac, but they're one of the best scoring teams in the NBA. It's not like top three. Uh, and you can see kind of their recent games. They've been blowing teams out by double digits like almost every single game. So these guys are the real deal. Uh, and it's going to be another big test for us. But um, I'm expecting another dub. Oh, yeah. 
No, I think uh, the Jazz, um, like you kind of alluded to earlier, this is my note, um, definitely the biggest surprise of the NBA season so far. I don't think anyone predicted them to be nine and three, um, especially Danny Ainge. <laughs> um, exactly. But, uh, but you know, as, as again, like you said, it's just because it's filled with solid players. They don't have a superstar, no, but Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, uh, I, Pretty sure Markinen is there. Laurie Markinen is there. Um, yeah, Laurie Markinen's balling for them. Yeah, he's actually their yeah. leading scorer. Yeah. He might win MIP this year. I mean, if he keeps this up, he's going to be at like a top three candidate for most improved, honestly. Yeah. The dude is balling out of his mind. I, he, I wouldn't be surprised, man. You know, and, you know, I last thing I'll say on it, I, I agree with you. I do think it will be a dub. I don't think it'll be an easy one by any means. I just think um, – we're kind of on a little bit of a run right now and um but so are they so it, it, it'll 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 be an unexpectedly very good game because i'll be honest as a season ticket holder when i saw that we were coming into a back-to-back because we play jazz at home tomorrow and then the sixers at home on thursday i was like oh man you know that's gonna be crazy but the jazz game will mean nothing and i mean the Sixers game is still important but you know as we say that the jazz have been the biggest surprise in the positive sense of the NBA season, I think the biggest disappointment has definitely been the uh, Sixers so far. I know Harden going down obviously affects them a little bit, but um, Embiid hasn't been too healthy either. But you know, I feel like he's always a little banged up. Doesn't matter though, man. They're they're they were supposed to be a championship caliber team, so um, to, to have the start of the season they've had is definitely not something that they're um, you know should <laughs> too 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 happy about. So I think. Uh, to, to wrap up my preview for, for the games, I do think we'll beat the Jazz. I think it'll be a close one. Um, and I do think we'll split the games with the 76ers, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if – basically, if we win our home game and we win, you know, the back-to-back, which is a hard thing to do when whenever you're playing any team in the NBA, um, I think we would potentially lose the one in Philly. But if Philly sneaks one against us on Thursday in Atlanta, I, I do think we would get, get our revenge game in Philly on Saturday. So yeah, we'll see what happens, absolutely. guys. It's uh, Phillies are, are uh, not in a hot spot right now. Jazz are the exact opposite. They're trending up. Uh, I think I said Phillies. 76ers are trending down. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. But three games in a row, guys. And hopefully when we record our next episode, it's another three wins. Exactly, exactly. And just, just to put in perspective, the last thing I'll say about the Jazz is they have six players on that team averaging double digits, right? That's that's more than us. We only have four. Obviously, we have two top-heavy, two-plus 20-point scores. The only 20-point score they have is Laurie Markkinen. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great game. And, and to your point, I think we should win tomorrow night. And then we should hopefully get, get that back-to-back dub against the Sixers because Harden is out. Uh, MB still is kind of day-to-day with his lingering injury. So we'll see what happens. But as, as you mentioned, hopefully by the next next week's episode, we're, we're talking about this win streak still being alive and well. And uh, we'll be celebrating some more. But, you know, appreciate you guys listening to us. And make sure you follow us on all our socials, Instagram, Twitter, uh, the podcast, at HawksFanTV. Again, my name is Alex. Brought to you. Um, my name is Alex uh, with my co-host, Mac. <laughs> and uh you know appreciate appreciate you guys listening man go hawks yeah man go hawks we we appreciate the support and and the following and um you know just be looking out for more content more episode guys yes sir yes sir thank you guys good night guys